And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Colley. Hope everybody is enjoying their Tuesday as much as we are. We've got so much to talk about today. Um, and we've also got two calling guests who will be joining us in the next segment of the show. We got Nichols women's basketball coach, Coach Justin Payne, who will be joining us. His team is about ready to come out of a final exam hiatus. Uh, the Colonels have been off for about a week and a half. They're returning to action tomorrow against Grambling, uh, have an opportunity to try to earn another non-conference win. Colonels will be taking the floor against Grambling tomorrow night um, out in northern Louisiana. At 12.15, we've got Brandon Brown, who will be joining us. His Terrebonne Tigers are taking on South Lafouche tonight in a game that you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. Starting at roughly 7 o'clock, uh, South Lafouche will be taking on Terrebonne tonight. Uh, we've got some LHSAA drama. Uh, we'll tell you about that later in the show. we got some coaching carousel drama. Uh, we'll tell you about that a little later in the show. But as we always do, we lead off today. Oh, and by the way, uh, you know we got some, uh, some James Harden stuff to talk about today. Um, yeah, he's a stud. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later in the show. Well, but first, we got to get to our girls' basketball scoreboard from last night. We had some games of local interest last night. Central Lafouche beats Ellender. Boy, it feels like Central Lafouche has played Ellender for the girls like 30 times this year. Um, I believe it was their third matchup of the year. Central Lafouche gets a 34-24 to win over Ellender over at the Thibodeau Tournament. Good win for Coach Tora and her team. Terrebonne has started to get hot. They get a 52-20 to win over Franklin. So a good win for Terrebonne over at the Thibodeau Tournament. And uh, I think Terrebonne's won like four or five in a row after starting off the season poorly. Ponchatoula gets a 58-52 to win over Thibodeau at the Thibodeau Tournament. So Ponchatoula gets a win over the Lady Tigers. Coach Ashley Barber and her team fall flat uh, in an opportunity to earn some power points against a quality Ponchatoula team. Assumption goes to Chappelle and loses 56-35, to so Chappelle gets a victory over Assumption in girls basketball action. Then let's see, we had Ascension Catholic 53, Morgan City 16, so Ascension Catholic gets a win over Morgan City. South Lafouche falls 45-40 to against Plaquemine. Boy, Coach Jenkins' team's gotten into a little bit of a skid here. They've lost a couple in a row. Um, hopefully they could break that skid, but today they're playing Ponchatoula, so it's going to be difficult to break that skid. That was over at the Thibodeau Tournament. CCA flexes their muscles. They get a 58-33 to win over South Terrebonne, a really good win for a CCA team that quietly has put together a pretty strong start to the season. Uh, Patterson and Westgate, no score reported. Oh, boy, how about this one? East Iberville gets a 61-8 to win over Donaldsonville, so Donaldsonville falls on their sword last night. East Iberville puts it on pretty good. Uh, 2A, Homa Christian School was off. Single A, Covenant Christian School, we told you they beat South Terrebonne, and Central Catholic was off. So that is our local girls basketball scoreboard from last night. Now we shift over to the boys, where we had some results last night that we could tell you about. Uh, Thibodeau, Tony Clark and his team, they get a big win last night. They get a 62-46 to win on the road against St. James. A St. James team that had come in playing some pretty good basketball. So Thibodeau gets a win over St. James by 16. And the most important stat there, be is uh, Thibodeau 62 points. If the Tigers start scoring the ball, uh, it changes everything for them. That was an impressive win on the uh, road last th- night. That's a great win for, for Thibodeau High. Uh, beating St. James, who's always competitive. Uh, that's, that's a big-time win for Coach Clark. 
Central Baton Rouge rolls over Lutcher, 77-39 last night. Central Baton Rouge gets the win. Our local 4A district outside of Vanderbilt, everybody's kind of searching for answers right now. It's kind of tough, including South Terrebonne, who falls to Covenant Christian Academy last night, 53-46. to CCA gets the win over South Terrebonne. Uh, Patterson falls last night. Or excuse me, Patterson defeats Westgate last night. My apologies, Patterson. They get a 62-55 to win over Westgate. Patterson gets the victory there. That's a good win for the Lumberjacks. Uh, 3A, we told you about Patterson. We told you about St. James. The game that we were at last night over in 2A is Central Catholic of Morgan City getting a 57-31 win over Homa Christian School. Look, Central Catholic, I think, in the way that the rosters are, are right now for both teams, Central Catholic is a better team than Homa Christian School. They do what they have to do. If I'm Homa Christian School and I'm Coach Richard Jones, and I told him this last night in a text message, man, just keep working hard, keep getting better, keep doing things the right way. Um, they're missing some very key guys that they thought they were going to have at the beginning of the year, one via an injury, one via a transfer. They've lost some of their firepower. Um, but if I'm home with Christian school, I'm just focused on getting better. They lose last night to Central Catholic. The record for Central Catholic is misleading, 1-5 or now 2-5, and five, whatever. Don't, don't buy into that. They're much better than that. And uh, they go on the road last night and get a win over home with Christian school. Yeah, look, Central Catholic did what they had to do, go on the roll, got the victory. Uh, Homer Christian, you're right. Coach Jones is going to keep plugging away. He's not going to give up. And that team, That's a young team. They're going to get better and better as uh, the season goes on. And they're young. They're young. And Central Catholic of Morgan City, man, look, they, they got some guys that they're, they're still getting out of the football mold because they were deep into the football playoffs. When uh, when they hit their stride, it's gonna be a good basketball team. Not that they're not good now, but yeah, yeah. Uh, they got some guys who would uh, with uh, Benjamin Casey. He runs the show for them, but they have a couple of guys on the inside that work hard, and they have some guys who can shoot it from the outside. Also, Benjamin, uh, he penetrates and he kicks out and finds the open guy, wide open shots and. That's going to be a team that's going to see a lot of improvement as the season goes on. So tonight, uh, on the boys' basketball side, I think we're going to learn a lot about really a lot of the teams in the area. We've got Central Lafouche traveling to take on Morgan City. We've seen Central Lafouche. They're going on the road to a hostile environment. Morgan City's kind of the great unknown every year, right? But in their gym, they're usually competitive. Can the Trojans go on the road and put it on them? Is Morgan City going to fight? That's a game I think we're going to learn a lot about both teams. I'm very interested to see that one. Um, Terrebonne, traveling to take on South Lafouche. I think on paper, Terrebonne should beat South Lafouche. Can they go on the road and not fall into the same trap that Central Lafouche did and let the Tarpons hang around? And you know, Can the young Tarpons defend their home floor and play with some pride? That will learn something there. Ellender has been winning some games, but not against the best competition. Tonight, they're traveling to take on Westgate. If they win or play close in that game, that would be a great result for Cornell and his team. Um, so we're going to learn a lot about some of these teams here tonight, and I'm very interested to see what some of the results of these games are going to be. Uh, Covenant Christian taking on Lutheran, another opportunity for CCA to get a win. Um, big old opportunities for a lot of these teams before Christmas break to try to take some momentum into the holiday for sure. Yeah, and look, every time we talk about uh, the South Lafouche Terrebonne game tonight, you always bring up a great point in uh, last year's game yeah. where uh, Terrebonne struggled 
to to beat South Tafusha without without BJ BJ Daniels in the, in that lineup. So uh, I think they're gonna want to come down to Bayou tonight and prove something that uh, they're thinking that they're a better team. And like you said, on paper they are. And if, if they can come out, and I expect Terrebonne to play an up tempo type game. The Tarpons want to push the ball. If they push it, they might push it right into Terrebonne's favor, I think. My opinion on that. On the girls' basketball side of things, you got Central LaFouche taking on Chalmette over at the Thibodeau Tournament. We actually have district play starting tonight in our local 5A district. Destrahan taking on East St. John. That's the only district game of the night, but it is an early season district game between Destrahan and East St. John. That one's out in reserve. South LaFouche taking on Ponchatoula. Thibodeau taking on Plaquemine. Southside taking on Central Catholic of Morgan City. Uh, let's see what else we got here on the local girls' basketball schedule. E.D. White's making a road trip out to take on Haynes Academy. A great chance for E.D. White to earn some power points. Boy, what a year they've had so far. They're 10-3. and three. St. James will be hosting Booker T. Washington. Homa Christian School is scheduled to play Como, but that game has been canceled. And then we got Covenant Christian. Hey, there's another district game. Covenant Christian starts district tonight at home against Generette in 7-1A. Crazy to think, man. Like it's December nineteenth, and district play has already started for a couple of our local districts. Um, games are going to start to not that the district games count more than the others, but they don't. But it has a little extra meeting when you're playing a district game. Two district games in the area tonight for the girls. Yeah, and you see a lot of schools now in these big districts. They start, uh, especially the girls. They start a week ahead of of the boys' their district schedule, and uh, a lot of them want to play that first district game before the holiday break instead of coming back uh, right after the holidays to start district. And I think, uh, I don't know, it might be Thibodeau or they have a January 2nd district game. They, they, that's, uh, man, that's quick right after that uh, the, the break. But uh, some of these teams would like to play it before the holidays. How do you handle this time of the year, bro? Because, like, okay. Now? Right, like you're no well when you were when you were coaching. Now I know you're waking up late like me, and yeah, I've taught you how to be lazy now. Um, back in the day, um, you know, hey, it, it is holiday time, and some of the kids might be wanting to go and visit family out of town, or might have family from out of town visiting them. But there are games to play, and there's valuable practice time to be had. So how do you juggle the process of? We're going to get better during the holidays versus, hey, you're also a 16-year-old kid, and I don't want you to, de- to deprive you of an opportunity to have fun during the holidays. How do you juggle that? Because you always said this, and, and it, it makes perfect sense. Basketball gets the shaft. Basketball gets Thanksgiving. Basketball gets Christmas. Basketball gets Mardi Gras. Like, you guys are not really allowed to have a whole lot of fun during the season because you got to play through all these holidays how do you guys, or whenever you were coaching, rather, how did you guys juggle this time of the year to make sure that you're doing enough but not doing too much? Yeah, well, you handed that to, I think, in your preseason meeting where you let everyone on the same page know, listen, we're going to play and practice during the holidays. And if you're not willing to make that commitment, now may be the time just not to play. But when you have the, the buy-in, yeah, it, it's uh, you got to realize that they have families. You have family. You, it's family time. And uh, we would always practice like in the mornings and, and kind of like they say, get it over with. Uh, but you practice in the mornings and they have the rest of the, the day, the, the night, the evenings, you know, to uh, visit with family and stuff. But uh, early in the mornings, that's when you're going to have to get your work in. And, uh, man, I, I just I, 
We'd always go to the EDY tournament, but boy, that was just such a, a, a right after Christmas, uh, a tough time where it's like, man, nobody wants to be here. But, you know, you, you got to do it as part of your season. But I think practicing in the morning, a lot of times these coaches do, and it's uh, a good balance. You know what was some of the best parts of the EDY tournament in recent years? Well, you, the fool. Well, well no, 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 no. Leaving and going to Gloucester, Mississippi after it was over. <laughs> yes, that was that was some fun. Yes, we've had some 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 good times there. But of course, the EDY tournament is, is a whole lot of fun as well. Uh, let's catch a break. When we get back, we are going to coach Justin Payne. This time tomorrow, while we're gonna be on the air still, Nichols will be traveling to Grambling. They're playing a noon game against Grambling. Wags JP about some things that his team has looked to do in the last 11 days. They've been off for a week and a half for final exams. Wags JP, how the Colonels have improved. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Chain says, Go Tarpons! Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, Odessa, Texas, and Pascagoula, Mississippi. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. Welcome back to Play by Play. We're making the effort to try to get Coach Justin Payne on the line. We got voicemail, uh, shot him a text. Uh, we should get him squared away. Who, who knows? He's running around there, about ready to uh, be playing a road game tomorrow against Grambling. One of the things that I'm interested to ask Coach Payne, um, and I was wondering this last night, like I had these random thoughts, like, okay, I know at the high school level, you tape exchange through huddle. And, you know, hey, you you send your tape out to other schools that ask for it. And, 
other schools send some tape out to you and you kind of gather like a little library, a little video library, and you watch the film there. I'm curious to actually, like, I know that the colleges watch tape, but I don't know how the hell they get the tape to one another. So I'd be very curious to get his answer there. Do you know? I think they put it on like, um, I want to say a a conference, like a, a, like a huddle page almost. Okay. I think you got to download your film. I'm not 100% sure, yeah. but I think it's something like that where uh, you can access it uh, easy. Okay, there we go. Well, we look forward to maybe getting him on. But that's he, he's going to have a more specific answer than that. We had some interesting local news yesterday. Um, Kyron Lacey, LSU standout Thibodeau native, announced that he is returning to LSU in 2024. Kyron um, was listed as a senior all year long because he had this was his fifth year of college football. Um, but because of some COVID stuff, eligibility freezes. Kyron did have a year of eligibility in his back pocket. He told reporters in bowl preparation that he is returning. Um, got a chance to be the number one receiver next year. This year he was the number three receiver, caught 24 passes, 463 yards, and seven touchdowns. Um, Brian Kelly said, hey, he's got a chance to be our number one dude. Um I think this is a great decision for Kyron. Um, I think that this was a very smart decision for Kyron. And I'm very interested to see if, you know, we could have a local guy make that big leap forward. Because if I'm Kyron, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, neighbors and Thomas both went over a thousand yards last year. Um, Now I should be the lead returnee. Like maybe I could make that leap forward and get myself on some of those NFL draft boards. I think it's a good decision for Kyron. And I hope that it works out for him because, boy, the way he played at the back end of the SEC schedule certainly leads me to believe that, man, uh, this could be a dude that has a huge year in Baton Rouge next year if they got the quarterback that could get him the football. And also, I think if they have more weapons around where uh, he can't be the only receiver yeah, they have, they have to have other options available, which I, they're going to have. Yeah, but, they got a bunch of them. Um, yeah, great decision. Um, let's talk about this. Also along the same lines is LSU got a transfer portal commitment at quarterback yesterday from Vanderbilt's quarterback. The Tigers added A.J. Swan uh, to their quarterback room. He will now next season be with Nussmeyer, uh, A.J. Swan, Ricky Collins, and Colin Hurley. Collins is a redshirt freshman. Hurley will be a true freshman. For those wondering, and look, I had the same thoughts, right? I mentioned this to, to Brian on the way home whenever the news broke. I was like, ugh, the Vanderbilt quarterback, really? He wasn't that bad. In two seasons, he had 22 touchdowns and nine interceptions in his career. And that's with Vanderbilt receivers and a Vanderbilt offensive line. I'm sure he would be a little more effective at LSU. Um, I think it's good to have depth, man, because, look, we always say this is the most posi- important position in sports is your quarterback. If you got an opportunity to have two good ones, three good ones, why not? Because, you know, dudes get hurt, uh, dudes struggle, whatever. I was excited to see A.J. Swan gave the Tigers the nod. It looked like, and I actually said this on yesterday's show, all the reports were that he was going to commit to South Carolina. Something changed in the last 24 hours that pulled him to LSU. But you get another body in there that's going to be able to challenge for the starting job in the spring. Well, he probably uh, opened up a newspaper or something. <laughs> LSU, South Carolina. Come on. Uh, money, 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 money. Yeah. Uh, another interesting piece of news, and dude, like this has become exhausting to keep up with, is a Louisiana-based linebacker who was a four-star linebacker last year 
went to USC by the name of Tackett Curtis. Yes, he is in that Curtis family. He is related to the John Curtises. Um, entered the transfer portal. LSU needs linebackers. Tackett Curtis is from Louisiana. Had 40, 40 tackles last season as a true freshman. Don't be surprised if Tackett Curtis is the next Tiger that they pluck out of the portal. They like to get guys with Louisiana ties. They have already gotten Mississippi State receiver Xavion Thomas, who has Louisiana ties. Texas A&M safety Jordan Gilbert, who has Louisiana ties. Don't be surprised if Tackett Curtis is next. I know that the LSU coaching staff really wanted him last year, didn't get him. One year in the portal, he might be ending up in Baton Rouge sooner than what we realize. That's crazy, this portal. It is crazy. It is absolutely it, crazy. It, it's... Want to give an attaboy to Terrebonne standout defensive lineman Talon Bingham, who announced yesterday that he is uh, committed to Nichols State University. A good get for Coach Tim Rebo and his staff. Bingham is 6'3", 315 pounds. He kind of was that nose guy for Terrebonne plugging up the middle, but he's also athletic and quick enough on his feet to go and rush the passer and generate that inside pass rush. He chose Nichols over a handful of offers from several Southland Conference schools. Um... Coach Rebo and his team plucking another local man, and, and that's in addition to of uh, the ones we know of. I know they got the receiver, LaFont, from uh, E.D. White, so that's at least two locals. Early signing day is tomorrow, so the Colonels are going to unveil some folks that they got signed. Tim does such an excellent job of keeping these people in-house. Bingham, that's a big-time get, man. That's a 300-plus-pound guy who's very athletic for that size. He's going to be, I think, an early impact player for Nichols State University because he's really good at Terrebonne. That's why they went at Nichols. I mean, uh, developed the culture. He recruits local kids, and that helps. Heck, yeah, that helps. That is a, a very big help. Look, we were planning on talking about this later in the show, but while waiting on Justin Payne, we could kind of get into it. Now, the coaching carousel around the LHSAA is beginning to spin, and I actually have some breaking news for you all. I reported on this yesterday saying that Coach Brock Mathern at St. Louis, and if you're saying, man, Brock Mathern, where do I know that name? He was a former assistant coach at South Lafouche for a time under Dennis Gaines, announced his resignation yesterday from St. Louis. And whenever I was reading the release that the school put out, like I initially was thinking, like, is Brock just like going get a job in the oil field? Like It made it seem like Brock was just getting out of coaching. That St. Louis said, we're saddened by the news of Coach Brock Mathern leaving the St. Louis High School football program. We wish him nothing but the best. And then they just went on and on and talked about some things that he did in, in the course of his career. Brock was 21-13 and 13 in three seasons as the head football coach there. 21 victories are fourth in school history, and his 618 win percentage ranks third in school history. They made the playoffs in Division II select as a number six seed this past year. Got blasted in the opening playoff game by McDonough 35-53-23. But Got a little insight here because multiple sources are reporting today that Brock Mathern is actually leaving St. Louis to go and be the head football coach at East Ascension, which is in the Baton Rouge area. Big old 5A job. Pays probably pretty good. So that little carousel continues to spin. St. Louis now becomes open and available for folks in southwest Louisiana. And Coach Mathern is reportedly headed to East Ascension, which is a very good job. And we'll see now is, you know, who's going to get hired at St. Louis? Who's going to get hired at Honville? Who's going to get hired at Vanderbilt? Like, there's still a lot of puzzle pieces left to unfold. 
but one of the dominoes has reportedly dropped with Coach Mathern making the decision that he reportedly is going to East Ascension. Yeah, look, there's a, a number of football jobs opening. Uh, Livonia, Mamou, Slidell, J.S. Clark, East Ascension, but if Mathern goes there, Pine Prairie, Hornville, Morgan City, St. Louis, Vanderbilt, Mm-hmm. That, that's just a list of uh, I came up with just a little while ago, and I, I'm sure there's some more that we're not aware of. Well, you know, we talked about this, okay. Um, if a coach is a head coach somewhere and leaves to go to Hanville or Vanderbilt or whoever, then that school that they're leaving is going to have a vacancy. So, I mean, it all spills over and it all trickles down. Uh, and this is a very exciting time of the year. But, man, we wish Brock nothing but the best. He had a 21-13 record in three seasons at St. Louis. Now he's going to EA. Ooh, EA's got some athletes, Bubba. It's going to be a fun place to coach, but EA's also in a brutal district, too. So um, Yes, yes, they are. So it would be very interesting to see how Brock does there. I want to see if he changes that schedule. I would. That they played, because that was a brutal schedule they played this year. Yeah, I mean, your district's hard enough. You ain't got to go play, you know, the best of the best, West Monroe and all. You ain't got to go play all them in non-district play. Um, we saw Brock at the Dome. Um, looked excited for his buddy Dennis. Didn't see this coming, but yeah, he's going to make the move, and uh, we wish him nothing but the best. Let's do this. Let's catch a break because I got some stuff that I want to holler and shout about in the next segment of the show. One of the basketball powers in Louisiana got busted yesterday. It's great that we're cracking down on rule breakers, but kind of take issue with something about how this went down. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back. We're still trying to get Justin Payne. If we could get him, we will. If not, we got Brandon Brown at 12-15. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. 
Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Welcome back to play-by-play Play here on KLEB. Or during the commercial break, we were able to get Nichols women's basketball coach, Coach Justin Payne, squared away. Coach, good morning, man. How we doing? Man, good morning, man. We're, we're doing well. And uh, uh, sorry for our tardiness, man. I had, a, had to console one of our players, man. She just uh, found out some bad news. So, but we're happy to be on the line with you, my guy. Oh, for sure, dude. And, and no biggie, man. You, you're very important and, and very busy. We know that. Uh, look, your team has been off for quite some time. December the 9th was the last game against UAB. Getting back at it tomorrow. Um, talk about you know the week and a half of preparation. I know it may be a little lighter than what a coach would want with final exams, but it is still also a bunch of time to get it back in the lab and work on some things. How have the practice has been in recent days? Yeah, that's, what we, that's really what we've been doing, man. You talked about getting back in the lab. That's what we've been doing, a lot of skill work. Uh, a lot of uh, late, game, late game situations, so we're trying to to just make sure we touch up on all the little things, uh, uh, you know, that we uh, feel like we can get better at uh, individually for each player, and then uh, you know, for us as a team, especially uh, as we, we felt like in that, that UAB game that third quarter, uh, you know, we really tried to touch up on that and see see if we can continue to put four quarters together. Coach, that UAB game was so unique. I've never seen a game where a team didn't miss a single shot from the field for an entire quarter, man. As you're watching that, what are you like? Yeah. Everything they threw up, it was going in, bro. It was like the, the rim was a hula hoop for them, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I felt like we, we gave them, a, a, you know, it, it, I don't want to say we gave, they earned it too, man. But I felt like we gave them some open looks that um, we weren't we weren't doing our job that we did in the first half, you know, so – uh, you know, we gave 24 some looks, some opportunities there uh, to for her to get going. You know, and then after that, you know, she she started feeling it. You know, so uh, we just we made sure we watched the film, we studied the film for about an hour and a half uh, film session, and we really broke down that third quarter and saw what we did good, what we did bad. And but I, I like the way that we finished the game, man. On the fourth quarter, uh, we won that fourth quarter. We finished well. We fought back. We could have easily went down by 20-something and 30, uh, but we fought back, you know, and uh, that's what I want to see, you know, and that was good going into uh, these practices and then into this next game. This is such an interesting stretch of the year because you played UAB on December 9th, and now you got Grambling tomorrow. That's an 11-day layoff. Then you got another lengthy layoff after that going into the holidays before January 4th against Southeastern. So your team's going to really have played one game in about a month. Um, yeah. Talk about the challenges of, hey – we want to stay sharp, but I mean, also it's a great time to get healthy and rest and like just talk about that. It's a very interesting stretch of the season. Yeah, exactly. And, and we talked about it, man. We said this is going to be the same thing that we have 
uh, right now uh, for Southeastern. So we want to make sure that we handle it close to perfect as we can. So uh, we've been hit with a, a little bit of adversity, man, but we've, uh, you know, for tomorrow, uh, Treya Bruce is out. Um, and she, she has been really coming around for us uh, when we've been starting her the last few games. And uh, she's out with an uh, uh, injury, but we hopefully we get her back for conference. Uh, we also lost um, Ashley Malone, uh, who I was consoling uh, before, uh, you know, before the radio show, and uh, she she ruptured her Achilles. So oh man! Season and she's out for the year, and she was a spark plug for us. Yeah. So uh, she found out uh, this morning, and you know, so it's it's rough on her and her family. And, and and our and our girls, you know, because they're they're close, man, and we've been working on being a family, having a family atmosphere, creating that, and um, you know, I, I love those, I love the how we came together uh, when it happened. You know, the girls got on a knee and prayed for one another, and you know, man, it was just uh, you just felt the togetherness, man, and you just feel the change that that's happening. And um, even though in the loss, you can kind of see the gain in it all. So, uh, you know, uh, consoling her and helping her out and just understanding that, you know, you, you, it's bigger than basketball. You, you have more of a purpose than just basketball. Uh, and, um, you know, but it's a huge loss for us. And, um, but we're, we're working on, again, coming together and getting this stretch right so that we can play well against Grambling uh, tomorrow, who's a tough Grambling team, and then, again, handle this stretch correctly to play well against Southeastern. Talk to me about the weekday early tip. Look, man, it, it is what it is. There's not going to be a big old crowd out there unless if they're doing some sort of student day like you guys did. It's probably going to be a light crowd. The phrase that my broadcast partner, Coach Brian Conley, always says in games like this is you got to make your own noise. I'm sure you guys are going to be having that same approach. Hey, man, if, if it's a light crowd and not a lot of folks are, are making that noise, then we got to do it ourselves. And you, I'm sure you're going to want your bench to be into it and everybody to be fired up at what I think is kind of an awkward start time tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you said, man, we got a thing we call, it's called BYOE, bring your own energy, you know? So we talk about that a lot and uh, it's going to be like that tomorrow. You know, not a lot of fans. Uh, it's probably going to be a noon tip. Everybody's ready to go off for the Christmas break. But uh, what we've been talking about is, man, we really want to go into the Christmas break uh, playing well, you know, each possession, you know, not really worrying about, we, of course, we want to win, but we want to worry about the small battles in the game, making sure we win enough of those and making sure we're playing the right way going into conference play. And, um, you know, I want to see us defending. I want to see us rebounding. I want to see us winning those 50-50 balls. Um, you know, grandma's quick and athletic. I want to see us diving on the floor. I want to see us disciplined tomorrow. And uh, we, want to, we want to be uh, doing the right thing going into conference play so that we can uh, possibly go from worst to first in conference. There you go, brother. Very well said. Look, um, you know, whenever you first took the job in Thibodeau, one of the things that you were telling reporters is, hey, man, we, we've got to get more athletic. And I think that you guys have accomplished that with your first recruiting cycle. Now when, when you're on the road, what are some areas that you are targeting? You know, are you trying to get more height, a little more? Like, are you still fighting the athleticism thing? What are some areas that you're targeting when you're trying to scout some players and try to bring in some future colonels? Yeah, man, we're still trying to go uh, with some athleticism, man, but we, we really want uh, some some height in here as well and height that can shoot the basketball as well, spread the floor, as you like to see. We, we can, As you can see, we spread the floor a good bit. And um, 
And then we want we want players, man, that's going to play hard and that have great character, you know, um, and that's going going to be great for the city of Thibodeau and for the Bayou region. So uh, I think we're we're on some some great players right now. Uh, it's just about getting them now. We talked about this, or we talk about this a lot on this show, is just how much the university's image has changed in the last decade or so, whereas football's rolling, baseball's been rolling, women's basketball has an NCAA tournament appearance, the men have won the regular season title several times. You you were here earlier as an assistant coach, then now as the head coach. Is it easier to sell the Nichols brand now than it was maybe five, six years ago? I mean, I think so because of the winning and everything that's going on, the buildings that are coming up. But you know what, man? I just uh, I always believed in Nichols. I was a player uh, as an assistant coach as well. But, you know, especially, you know, you played here. Uh, you believe in the, the people. You believe in this place. And I always kind of carried that with me. So even as an assistant coach, man, I, I know I really believe it. So I know the people can feel what what we're really trying to sell, I guess. But, man, I really believe it. It's not just a sell. It's a belief in the people in Thibodeau, the people at Nichols, and then, you know, just the leadership here. You know, Dr. Clune, uh, JT, our AD, you know, uh, they, they have the right things in mind and where we're going. Man, it, it's, it's a really, really unique time, a uh, great time to be at Nichols, and we're just trying to continue the – to show people that and uh, hopefully that they can see the vision that we're trying to, as people would say, sell. But I don't know if I say sell because I really believe it. Yeah. You know, and we, we want to make sure that, man, we want to eventually get this, uh, the women's basketball side to a major powerhouse, man. We really want to be able to compete with anyone around the country. So, um, and I want that so bad for Nichols. There you go, bro. Very well said. Look, Brian and I were talking about this earlier in the show uh, at the high school level, you know, we know that there's uh, film exchange through Huddle where, you know, coaches collect film, they send it out, whatever it may be. We were wondering, how do you guys do that at the college level? Do you guys use Huddle? Is there something else? How do you guys collect film of your opponents at the college level? Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, process that's called Synergy Sports. Uh, so everybody has to put, uh, has to input their games on there. So every Division One team in the country can can pull it up. Uh, it's available right away because it records and then it inputs it into the system. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very easy process. (laughs) (laughs) Coach, uh, let us know how you go in there. You can, it's, it's crazy. All the things that you can do, you can clip and, and do all that. It it breaks down the the simplest things, man. It it, it makes, I'm sorry, it breaks down everything. It makes it simple. Coach, let us know how your dad's doing. Um, a few years back when my daughter Alyssa was a manager for you guys on, on the, the women's side, it was a enjoy. It was a joy watching him <laughs> during the games, his uh, enthusiasm and uh, just uh, how your dad's doing. And does he follow you, you around still? Oh, man, he comes. He tries to come to all the games. So you hear him. If you listen to the broadcast on our games, sometimes and you hear somebody barking. <laughs> that's, my dad. that's my dad. I was watching the game and uh, – Hey, Casey's uh, giving the play-by-play. Hey, Casey, what you are doing an amazing job, by the way. Thank you, man. Uh, keep up the great work, man. You are amazing. It's great to listen to. It's fun to listen to. Uh, but as I'm listening to you, Casey, and I hear my dad barking, and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, look, the girls love it because they start barking too now. So 
sometimes in practice they start barking and it's just like you know it's funny man because he he just brings that enthusiasm that energy he he loves the game of basketball and uh he's uh in Thibodeau right now watching my kids while we uh while we go on the road but uh he wishes that he could be at that game man he wants to come to all the games trust me he wants to be at all of them there you go, brother. Before we let you go, last question. Grambling tomorrow at noon, what are some keys to victory? What are some things the Colonels have to do well? Uh, limit our turnovers, box out, and then limit them to one missed shot opportunity. There you go. One missed shot opportunities, man. Sounds like a winner. Hey, thanks so much for the time. Sorry to hear about the news to Ashley. Man, send uh, our well wishes. And uh, Merry Christmas, brother. Hey, Casey, I wanted to give you that first nugget, man, because you're you my guy. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Have a great rest of the day, buddy. Hey, go Colonels. Let's reboot. Yep. That's Coach Justin Payne giving us a little bit of breaking news. Um, not the kind of breaking news that no, you want. One nope. of their key pieces oh, with an Achilles tear. Um, that's not any good for anybody. But I think the Colonels will be okay. They've they've got a very solid roster. They're taking on Grambling tomorrow. We'll be giving some scoreboard updates because they're going to be on while we're on it at noon. Um, they're just doing an amazing job there. Um, in one season, they've already surpassed last year's win total. Got a win against Tulane. Played close to Louisiana Lafayette. Got a win against South Alabama. UAB was, is really good. They're a really good mid-major. Played them close. This is going to be a team that uh, he mentioned the goal is to go from worst to first. I, I ain't betting against them. Uh, they have, they've proven me, uh, me and a lot of other folks wrong. They've turned this thing around in short order. Conference play begins January 4th. Can't wait to be in that number when they take on Southeastern and Stouffer Gym for the first conference game of the year. Yeah, tremendous job. Uh, what a great hire, and this is just the start. It's only the beginning. Yeah, no doubt about that. Let's catch a break when we get back. Another call-in guest, one Mr. Brandon Brown. He's taking his Terrebonne team down the bayou to take on South Lafouche today. We'll have Brandon Brown in the next segment. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. Remember, water safety isn't just for the summer months. Water safety is a year-long commitment to our family and friends as well as our community. A few safety tips to remember. Be mindful of children when there is any water around, whether it be pools, ponds, lakes, bathtubs, or the bayou. Keep all bodies of water secure with fences, gates, and covers when not in use. Drowning does not discriminate. It happens to people of every age and swimming ability. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Tiger fans, are you looking for the latest news on all things LSU? Then Tiger Rag Magazine is your go-to source. Whether you pick up the magazine or browse over to the website, Tiger Rag Magazine provides you with the most up-to-date information on all the sports, university, and recruiting news that matters to you. Find it at your local newsstand or online at TigerRag.com. Here we go! 
Let's face it. We all know that the recruiting scene at LSU can get a little wild. Don't fret. Now more than ever, Tiger Rag Magazine is staying ahead of the game when it comes to name, image, likeness regulations. Thanks to our Tiger Rag Magazine experts and analysts, we can help you understand what it means to LSU and how you can stand formed on this rapidly changing landscape. Plus, our website makes it easy for fans to get their hands on all the information they need about LSU athletics. Get your subscriptions today. So if you're looking for in-depth coverage of everything LSU, look no further than Tiger Rag Magazine. Available on newsstands or online, tigerrag.com. Welcome back to Play-By-Play. Play. We thank Coach Justin Payne for his time in the last segment of the show. He did a great job, as always, giving us an update on how the Nichols women's basketball team is doing. Now we go to the phone lines, and we have Terrebonne boys basketball coach, Coach Brandon Brown, on the line. His team is coming down the bayou to take on South LaVouche tonight, a game you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. Coach, good morning, man. How are we doing? Hey, good morning, you guys. Hope you guys are doing well. For sure, man. Look, we were just talking. You guys are 10-5 and five to start the season, coming off of a win against Frederick Douglass at home. Uh, you guys have also won five out of six, which is always a good thing. Tell us about the way the Tigers are playing coming into Galliano tonight. I think we're playing some uh, balanced basketball. I mean, it definitely, you know, it could be better. But our decision-making has improved. And uh, I think that uh, some of those close losses uh, we have uh, learned from, still haven't totally learned from, but I think that we're trending in the right direction. For sure, man. They're looking at it. You said close losses. He lost to Vanderbilt by four, lost on the buzzer to Catholic New Iberia, lost by two to Bruley. 10 and 5, but bro, it could very easily be better than that, too, man. You guys have lost some tough ones this year. Yeah, the buzzer beater, and we had a chance to uh, beat Bruley at the buzzer, but our three pointer didn't fall. And I was thinking, oh, come on, you got to, as that ball's in the air, I'm like, oh, come on, you got to even it out, you know, and it, it didn't fall. But my guys fought hard. Bruley's a good team, and uh, we bounced back with uh, Wyndham versus Frederick Douglass, who's a quality team. And uh, hopefully, we can uh, do well tonight versus Tarpon. You're coming down the body tonight. It's going to be a rowdy environment. It always is. I think on paper you guys have a better team than they do. What do you tell your kids to get them ready to make sure that they're not overlooking anybody? Because, look, we mentioned last, uh, earlier in the show, last year you guys played them at the EDY tournament. Daniels wasn't in the lineup. And, boy, for about the first 28 minutes of that game, it was very close. How do you guys make sure that the kids aren't overconfident coming in? Uh, I, I don't know, actually. I, I Again, I try to prepare them. I try to warn them. Uh, but they just got to experience the environment. You know, I can only uh, speak so much. I just know that 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 we are well prepared, and I know that uh, going into the tank, uh, the crowd is going to be a major factor, and we just got to tune them out and, and play our brand of basketball and, and force them to, uh, uh, to, to follow along with us and not play their brand of basketball, but play ours. So we can get them from, uh, you know, just being methodical and, and running their offense uh, get them, you know, speed sped up a little bit. I think things go well for us. But if they are uh, level-headed and run their stuff, I think it's going to be a, a close game that hopefully we can pull out. Man, look, talk talk to me about this. You guys got some shooters, man. You got got several guys that can make shots from distance, and it, it, it kind of goes in streaks. Uh, man, do you, do you believe that that type of thing is, con is uh, contagious? Man, it feels like when one makes one, the next one's going to, like, you guys get on these rolls. Talk about that. No, I, I think that when we shoot what our feet said and, and not trying to make it difficult, I think we're a really good shooting team. But I think we kind of buy into the hype of, you know, I'm, I'm a, 
I'll play one-on-one and I'll try to shoot it off the dribble unbalanced. And that's when we are very terrible. But I think that once the guys buy into, hey, let's penetrate, uh, suck in the defense, kick it out, have our feet set, and then shoot the ball, I think we're very dangerous. But, again, the, the opposite of that is shooting unbalanced shots that, that, that tears us down. But, again, once uh, guys see that we're playing the right way, penetrating, kicking, yeah, that's contagious. And we shoot well-balanced shot that we can be dangerous at times. Didn't look like initially that you guys were going to have Billy Ott, but I know he has since had a change of heart and has come back. And, man, that's just an elite athlete, bro. I mean, you see him jumping up for rebounds, his hands at the middle of the backboard. I mean, he's just such a good playmaker and creator. And it seems like mentality-wise, mindset-wise, you know, his head's in a good uh, good space, and he's doing some things to help you guys out in a big way. Yeah, he's been an A1 guy. Uh, he's a senior now, so a lot of maturity has happened, and especially with all the recruiting stuff. And I think that has opened his eyes again that, you know, he's a great player in uh, basketball um, is one of the things that he's good at and uh, creating more memories that he can uh, have in high school. And uh, he's been really, really good for us coming back. And uh, once we can get him to that next level of, yes, I'm talented, but what if I just do the little things as well? Oh, we'll, we'll take off even more if we can just improve his little things. He do the, uh, the big things well. Just those little minute details on defense and offense. If we can uh, get him to improve on that, oh man, we I think we will be uh, an elite team. Coach, Division One non-select is very unforgiving. You guys are ten and five and are currently sitting at number twenty. I'm looking down below that. There's a Dutchtown team that's seven and five that wouldn't be in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. Bell Chase is seven and five wouldn't be in if the playoffs started today. Every game is magnified in your division because, bro, if you lose one, somebody else below you is going to win and you're going to move down. Like, it's super competitive. A 10-5 and five record usually would have you maybe even in the top 10, but you guys are sitting at number 20 just because of the sheer depth of quality teams in your bracket. Yeah, exactly. I mean, us losing the, our last three games like like that we lost by a total of seven points shows you that um, it's all competitive and it's exciting. If you're a basketball player, you want good competitions to get you better. And, you know, on the flip side, again, if you lose, that you can fall out. But if you win, you can you can jump high. So uh, I'm going to look at that, that that aspect of it. And we're going to welcome the uh, the Shaws of the world, the H.L. Uh, Bourgeois, Vanderbilt, again, you know, Newman, despite of their uh, recent stuff. But, again, we welcome all challenges to try to improve on those, those PowerPoints. Again, Ed White, Lutcher, and also uh, again Salafusha Knight. Uh, we can get them. We're gonna we're gonna improve. So uh, we're trying to climb up and get that home game and uh, just get in a prime position that when we're playing our best basketball, that we can uh, make a run and uh, some lucky things can fall our way. I don't know if I've asked you about this before, and if I have, my apologies in advance. But the LHSA executive committee is attempting to pass a. Uh, rule that would allow players to have a one-time freebie transfer without having to sit out. This makes me nervous. This makes me very uneasy. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Because everybody's got different opinions. I don't know how it would be executed, but man, I, I don't know that we're ready for all that just yet. Are we? Yeah, I've been hearing you ask other coaches about that. I, I really don't care either way because if you're a good player, you're going to get coached hard and, and an opportunity to improve. And those people who are you know, have small minds and don't like getting coached hard and ready to leave at the drop of a dime, you know, they, they're going to get weeded out. And, and some of those big schools are already, you know, 
getting with the loopholes and getting uh, you know quality players. But I'm a grassroots guy. Just give me who I uh, give me the players that that come, and I'll try to coach them up and and, and play against anybody. So uh, I'm kind of feeling indifferent, you know, to it. But that's just me. Yeah, no, I got Not you, bro. Big of a deal. I got you, bro. Uh, South Lafouche is a really good sophomore point guard, Terrence Petrie. He um, he could do some really uh, dangerous things with the basketball. What are some things you guys are going to try to do to try to slow him down tonight? You know what? I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a time that uh, one of my, my defensive players get a lot of love because he, he has taken on a lot of good guards. And I think that it's another opportunity from him uh, um, to spotlight his defense, Kavon Garner. And uh, I think he's been going against all the top players that we play against. And it's just going to be a one-on-one matchup. And I think that he has risen to the occasion uh, of playing against everybody. He is the, the staple of our uh, defense. And we're just going to let him go out and know whoever's bring the ball up, our guy against your guy. you know. And I think that he's going to be disruptive and uh, he can set that, that pace for us. So we're going to try to, uh, again, lead the way with our defense. And hopefully that give us the confidence to, uh, you know, get some easy baskets. And, uh, you know, when things flowing our way, our jump shot's going to fall as well. have an interesting question. You guys were one of the teams that was scheduled to play Newman on February 1st. They were scheduled to come to you guys. Now, yesterday's ruling comes out, and they're having to forfeit a bunch of wins. And, like, now where that was once going to be a great PowerPoint game, maybe not as much because Newman's going to get dealt a bunch of losses and lose their victories – are you guys still looking to play that game or because of the circumstances? Or are you maybe looking to postpone it? Like, t- talk to us about that. Um, again, I, I, I'm a man of my word. So if uh, Coach Livingston and his staff uh, want to continue the game, I, I'll play it even if they're owing whatever. I just want to play and get better. And hopefully that we take care of the business uh, beforehand, uh, that the game really wouldn't hurt us that much. But, if, he, if they're willing to play, I'm willing to play. And I, I'm not going to back off from that commitment. Okay. No, that sounds good. Good good answer. Uh, last question before we let you go. What are some keys to victory coming on the road, rowdy environment? Uh, what are some things the Tigers have to do well to try to get a road victory? I just maintain our focus and, and starting off well. Again, uh, of the 15 games that we played, um, about half of those, again, we gave teams 10-0, 11-0, 22-0, 14-0, you know, uh, start. So if we start well, I think that we can, uh, you know, again, maintain our focus and uh, uh, keep pushing through. But I know that, uh, again, I've never won in the tank as a coach, so hopefully I can get that uh, first victory. You know, I coached uh, with uh, Jawaski with uh, the girls, and we lost every time coming out there. And, uh, again, when I coached at Vanderbilt, we lost every time. So hopefully I can get a, a win out there. There you go. Sounds like a winner. Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you tonight, buddy. All right, thank you guys. Yep. Have a good one. Yep, there's Coach Brandon Brown doing a really good job. Love to hear his thoughts on different things. Dude, that sucks, man. Like, they they schedule Newman thinking, all right, we're playing a 25-win team. Um, even if we lose, we'll get better for the before the playoffs and still get a bunch of points. I, I, I'm all for punishing the rule breakers, but I hate the fact that now the rest of the teams that Newman is going to play are going to be punished because – their big PowerPoint game is not a big PowerPoint game anymore because Newman has to forfeit all their damn wins. And how many wins? It was a handful. So, it was a handful. They 0 had, and 10 maybe? Yeah, it, something like that, yeah. Now, 
moving on, they can still start winning again, correct? They just I cannot, would think so. They just they can play the season, just not postseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They're, they're still playing. They're just not going to be playing um, in the playoffs. And I'm sure they lost whoever was ineligible. I'm, if it's one, two, or I don't, I don't know. So <laughs> I'm going to stir the pot here. How does this work? Okay, they got caught recruiting. Okay, everybody that follows the LHSA knew beforehand. They were recruiting. We have heard this from several coaches. There were several coaches in the city who've told me, like, hey, we don't even play them because it, it ain't fair. Fact. Um, so everyone knew this was going on. And I'm all for punishing the schools that are breaking the rules. But how is it <laughs> that Newman gets busted and has to forfeit a zillion games for basketball recruiting? But our friends down at Zachary could get found recruiting basketball players. The coach doesn't get suspended. They don't have any sort of penalty. They don't have any sort of ban, any sort of violation. The only person that gets hurt in that situation is the 18-year-old kid who can't play. The adults who were breaking the rules and were cheating, and were, they get nothing. The 18-year-old kid has to sit out. Why is it that one school commits a recruiting violation and gets slaughtered, three years' worth of wins gone, state championships forfeited, coach suspended for a year, but another gets caught recruiting and gets no penalty? How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, we can speculate about favoritism. The, the ones enforcing the rule, do they like certain schools more than other schools? Uh, I mean, when you look at it with, with, with common sense, enforce it fairly. Is that being done? It does not seem like it. The, the only thing that they would have to say is, oh, well, the young man didn't play any games, so they never played an ineligible player. They still recruited a player, and they're not having any consequences at all. I, I don't understand that. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, uh, when you have your rule book and when you they uh twist it and turn it to uh their advantage. It's it's just not fair. It's uh I don't know, man. We could do a whole show on that, but it, I mean it, it's it's ridiculous. It it is ridiculous. By all means, look, I'm not saying that Newman should not have been penalized. That's not I agree with the penalty the penalty that they've been given. If you're breaking the rules, if you're cheating and you're recruiting, and by the way, as we said earlier in the segment, everyone knew this was happening. Everyone had been pinpointing this program for such a long time. Since Randy Livingston got there, we had heard stories about how they were getting this player and that player, and he comes from an AAU background, so it was always going to end up this way. I just don't understand how school A could get zapped for recruiting violations. School B could get zapped for recruiting violations. One gets their head chopped off with a sword. The other one penalizes the 18-year-old kid and no one else. It's very inconsistent. It's very shady. And I don't understand how we come to these now, conclusions. Newman is going to appeal the ruling. Sure. So... I, I just kind of wish we would hear their side. 
Tell us what happened. How, you know, the LHSA saying you're guilty. How are you not guilty? What did you do thinking that this was legal? Uh, we're not hearing that right now, and they may have a good answer. Who knows? I, but, um, yeah, you feel for the schools who, who scheduled this team thinking it'd be a good PowerPoint game, and now and kudos to Coach Brown. He's going to play it regardless. And um, Newman could. Who knows? They can win the rest of their games. Yeah, they're, they're, and, they're good enough to do that. So, yeah. But, but I, I don't know if it's one, two, three players or if who's ineligible or who they play that's ineligible. But it, it, may, it goes back a couple of years that yeah. they have to forfeit all these games. This year and then the previous two seasons. Both when they won state championships that are now vacated. <laughs> uh, so, so let me ask you this, okay? You were a longtime athletic director. You got a coach pop for recruiting, suspended for one year. He's done good things to that program. They've won championships. Apparently, the championships were maybe a little dirty. Would you allow him to ride it out and be back this time next year, or would you tell him, "Hey, bro, just uh, box up your desk. We're done here." After the investigation, okay, like if he's if he's guilty, no, man, I wouldn't want that involved in my program, not at all. Uh, and look, there, there's people that may have won state championships that, uh, if you got to cheat to win, shame. You, you, you're I, I would I don't want any part of that, and 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 these people that. Or trying to, oh, other schools do it, so we have to do it. I don't buy that. I, I think it's a, a disgrace that if you it, you have to try and cheat to win, uh, you know, it's not good. Dennis probably said it best last week. He said, hey, I'm going to do it the right way, and if that means I'm never going to win the state championship, then, hey, I'm never going to win the state championship. I wish more people had that mentality and that mindset. Um, but a really, really big fish gets drowned in the LHSA waters. Newman was going to be the odds-on favorite to win it all again. Now they're not even going well, to the Well, these ones that are cheating, you're you're in it for the wrong reason. You're not in it for the kids. You're in it for you, for yourself, and that's that's wrong. It's not, oh, I'll go pat myself on the back for winning. Uh, you just got, you got to do it the right way with the kids you have, and you win, you win. If you lose, work harder. Yep, uh, I think that's very well said. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we will talk about oh, some things maybe happening in, in the NBA. Uh, I don't have anything in particular that I want to brag about per se, but uh, <laughs> it's play-by-play. We'll uh -huh. be right back after this talking some NBA on KLEB. Your business is as unique as Southeast Louisiana. People, culture, family. We know what it means to be local. REV is the only communications provider with support teams that live and work in the same Louisiana communities that we serve. Customer-first localism is truly in our DNA. Our promise is to bring your business the reliability and local support you deserve. We've been connecting communities in Louisiana for 85 years, and we're ready to serve you and your business. REV Business. 
No Wake Outfitters is the best fly shop and paddle sports dealer in Metairie, but we offer so much more. We can prepare you for hunting season with Lamco game feeders and functional, comfortable camo wear from Duck Camp. And we outfit kayaks to get you in those shallow duck ponds and keep you camouflaged. Let our knowledgeable staff help you have your best season. Also offering Duck Camp and Orvis Outdoor Apparel for men and women. Check out the exclusive brands like Rugged Road, Turtle Box, New Canoe, Old Town, and more. No Wake Outfitters. 1926 Airline Drive in Metairie. Happy holidays, radio listeners. I'm District Attorney Christine Russell. I, along with everyone at the DA's office, wish you and your families a happy and healthy holiday season. As we gather with friends and family these next few weeks, please celebrate responsibly. Happy holidays from Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Join us for the wrap-up the year sales event. Tis the season to get a great deal on a Ram or new commercial truck, van, car, or SUV. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or personal use. It is the December to remember, so get a great deal on your dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. It's beginning to look a lot like savings. Hi, I'm Chad Boudreaux, owner-president of Joe's Septic Contractors. One of the real joys of the holiday season is the opportunity to say thank you and to wish everyone a happy holiday and new year filled with wealth, happiness, and prosperity. From the staff of Joe's Septic and the entire Boudreaux family. Let's talk a little bit of NFL here before we dive into some NBA stuff. Um, last night on Monday Night Football, we had Seattle uh, defend their home field. They got a 20-17 to win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Surprising, no Geno Smith, but Drew Locke led the team down the field late for a touchdown drive. Drew Locke was 22 of 33, 208 passing, one touchdown, no interceptions. The Seahawks also got a big game on the ground for Kenneth Walker, 19 carries, 86 yards. Um, did you see that game? I did. I did. At the end? Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, what what in the world were the Eagles thinking? That's the, look, that's that was the next segue that I was getting. Are the Eagles even good? Like, they're 10 and 4. Their point differential this season is worse than the Saints. They have won several games via some very fluky things happening. They beat Dallas because a Dallas guy got tackled at like the inch line. Dak Prescott's foot scrapes the out of bounds line on a two point play. That was fluky. They got a fluky win against the Chiefs and the Bills. Like they've won some very good games against some good competition, but they've had a lot of breaks go their way. Now they've lost three in a row. Jalen Hurts last night was terrible. 17 of 31, a buck 43, two interceptions. Now, granted, he did run for two touchdowns, but he's struggling. Their offense is struggling. And it leads me to the next question that I was going to ask you is, okay, I think we would all agree right now, being objective, the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFC on paper. They have beaten Dallas decisively. They have beaten Philadelphia decisively. They're 11-3. and They've won six in a row. They got the best point differential. I think everyone would agree, objectively, they're the best team in the NFC right now. Who's the second best team? Dallas, Philly, Detroit, somebody else? Oh. Who's the second best team in the NFC right now? Because, dude, after San Francisco, it dries up pretty quick. Who, who do you think it is? Could it be my Cowboys? I, 
Could it be Detroit? Man, I, look, I, w- I would give the nod to the Cowboys because the way they play at home. And I, I, Detroit, inconsistent. They, they not there yet. They're getting there, but then the Eagles, I, like last night. I mean, you 15, 20 yards away at most from a tie-in field goal. Just go throw and it you throw it cover. deep. Yeah. Like what are you? You. I mean, you you fire your defensive coordinator this late in the season. That's a red flag. You hire. Matt Patricia to replace your defensive coordinator, which is a red flag. You give up a game-winning touchdown to Drew Locke, which is a red flag. In a game that Seattle really didn't play well. They did a bunch of dumb stuff, too, during the course of the game. They've got Giants, Cardinals, Giants coming up. That's a very soft spot. They better win all three of those, bro, because, boy, you start losing to the Giants. and like This thing could get ugly here quick. They've lost four games in a row, and they've not looked very good doing it. Not at all. No. And uh, you, you had a chance last night. And, I mean, they laid an egg at the end. That was just – that was pitiful. That, that was bad. So we'll be keeping our eyes on that. Um, look, I didn't get a chance to talk with you about the Saints yesterday because, because you were at a doctor's appointment. But I did talk about the Saints. And, look, I thought they played well against New York. It is against New York. But I thought they did what they had to do, 24-6. to six. Um, they head into a Thursday matchup with the Rams, which I have on record as saying I think the Rams are going to beat them. Um, but it is a statement game for New Orleans. If you want to show, hey, after beating Carolina and after beating New New York, if you could go on the road and beat the Rams, that would shut up a lot of people, myself included. Don't know that they're capable of doing it, but it's a huge game on Thursday for the team. For the team's playoff chances, for Dennis Allen to try to save his ass, it's a huge game for many reasons on Thursday. Short week traveling across the country is going to be a tall task, but New Orleans has a chance to make a statement two days from now out in L.A. You know, it, It's like with, with everything this team has gone through this year, Thursday, it, it put up or shut up. You have a chance right now to go on the road and silence a lot of people or quiet them down for a little while and, and go out and beat a, a decent Rams team. I mean, they're not world beaters, but uh, on the road, playing over there on a Thursday night, you have the chance. And if you win that one, you, you just, you're that much closer to the playoffs, which you, you're trying to get, and you can silence a lot of these critics. And is this organization under Dennis Allen – and Mickey Loomis ready to make that step? I do not think so. They're going to have – it's right here. And, hey, they went out. They're in the playoffs, 100%. All you got to do is win out. And it's games that you can win. And it's the time right now, put up or shut up, and – they're not. They're, they will not step up to this challenge. I'll just look. This is a very interesting graphic that was published by ESPN that shows the importance of this game. The ESPN analytical department says that the Rams have a sixty percent chance to win the game Sunday. The Saints have a forty percent chance to win the game on Sunday. Okay, that's fair. Sixty forty. Rams are slight favorite. I get that. Right now, the Rams have a fifty three percent chance to make the playoffs. New Orleans forty four percent. If the Saints win Thursday, 
that 44% jumps up to 73%. If you lose Thursday, that 44% drops to 25%. So basically, if you win, you're not all the way in, but you're looking real good. If you lose, you're looking real bad. And it's the same for the Rams, by the way. If the Rams win Thursday, they jump up to 78% chance to make the playoffs. With a loss, they drop to 16. This basically is like a playoff game for both of these teams. The winner is going to be in good position going forward. The loser is going to be needing some help going forward. Matthew Stafford is as good of a quarterback as New Orleans has seen this year, and I don't even think he's an elite quarterback, but it's just the Saints haven't played any good quarterbacks this year. Cooper Cup is back. Aaron Donald's going to cause some problems. The Saints are still likely going to be without a bunch of their weapons on the short week turnaround. This is a tall task. Don't know that they could win the game, but boy, they've got a chance to um, really better their position greatly if they could win on Thursday. Yeah, here, here's their chance. And the crazy thing, they can they got what, three left. Yes, they sir. can still lose one of them and get in with, with, with help, obviously. But it, it's uh, I saw terrible the NFC is after the, the top dogs. It, it's uh, remarkable. It, it, even at Seattle still has a chance. To get in here, seven and seven, and um, it's time for this organization to make this next step under Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis. And uh, it was not going to happen. Look, it, I, I told my daughter this the other day. I said, "Listen, the Saints are going to do just enough to get your hopes up. Then they're going to just take the air out of you after it's not happening." I tend to agree with you. I tend to think that it's not going to happen either. Um, now, look, I hope I'm wrong. But be very, very interested to see on Thursday night what type of an effort they give. That's a, Look, that's a tough one. you got an old football team, one of the oldest rosters in the NFL. You're getting on a plane going from New Orleans to Los Angeles. You played Sunday. You're playing against th- a lot of things that don't add up for them in this one. That would be probably the biggest win of Dennis Allen's head coaching career if he could get that one. But like you, I think it's going to be an uphill climb. I think the Rams are hot. Give me the home team. Give me the hotter. I think the Rams are going to take care of business on Thursday. Uh, We've got Christmas Eve football. My Cowboys taking on the Dolphins. The Falcons are taking on the Colts. We've got, let's see, Tampa taking on the Jags. Uh, Christmas Day, we got some good ball games. The Raiders and the Chiefs, the Giants and the Eagles, and the Ravens and the 49ers. That'll be a really, really good one to wrap up Christmas. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see. The playoff chase is still wide open. I don't know. I don't have a Super Bowl pick yet, bro, because right now the number one seed in the AFC is the Ravens. Y'all know I don't believe in that. Um, The number one seed in the NFC is Brock Purdy and the 49ers. I guess I would lean that. It's wide open. I could see the playoffs being chaos, and I mentioned this on yesterday's show. The best team might be Buffalo right now. Since they got Joe Brady, they're rolling. They might not even make the playoffs at all. Um, It's crazy how you just got to get hot at the right time in this league. Yeah, and the team that does it, especially this year, they can, they can make a run at it. And uh, I agree. I think Buffalo, if they can get it, they got to get in. They got to keep winning. And uh, I think they it's a hot team coming in. Yeah, for sure. Let's catch one more break. When we get back, we'll get some NBA talk. We got a little sidetracked with the NFL. Pelicans are playing tonight. It's an interesting game. I'll tell you why for a bunch of different reasons. And then uh, we'll brag about the hottest team in the NBA. Hey. Uh, the, the Clippers, who got a big old win yesterday. Oh, the Pels. <laughs> No, not quite. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. 
While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That's State Bank and Trust Company, still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the presents under the tree, the people who put them there, and the extra spark of gratitude the season brings. Happy Holidays from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. It's bourbon season. Join Rouse's Market's Bourbon Society and be first to hear about limited-run bourbons and new releases. Rouse's Bourbon Society is for bourbon enthusiasts searching for bourbon baskets and hard-to-find bourbons at retail prices. It's also for bourbon beginners who want to expand their understanding of bourbon's unique culture and heritage. Email cheers at rouse's.com and sign up today to learn more about bourbon brands as well as other whiskeys like scotch. That's cheers at rouse's.com. Rouse's Market's the official supermarket of the Saints. Welcome back, and for those about to rock, we do salute you here on this Tuesday. Casey Justclare here with Coach Brian Colley. We thank Justin Payne for the time. Uh, we thank Brandon Brown for the time, and we thank you all for your time uh, listening throughout the course of the show. Tomorrow we've got our mailbag. Tomorrow we should have the turtle squared away. Uh, we should have Coach Brody Williams squared away. And then next week, look, there's a bunch of coaches that we just can never have on on the show because they like teaching stuff during the day, like, subjects and they're not in their off period uh next week without school we'll get a bunch of those on i know shane likes to come on i know nick snack likes to come on but it's just difficult the timing that we have um we'll get a bunch of those on next week whenever school's out and for the next couple of weeks when school is out um let's talk about this the pelicans tonight are in the blender they're taking on memphis uh new orleans is a six and a half point favorite why this game is noteworthy and why this game is a nationally televised game John Morant will be back in the lineup after a 25-game suspension uh, for being an idiot. <laughs> I don't know any other way to say yeah, it. 25-game suspension it. for being an idiot. Um, he's back in the lineup, and he will be playing today against New Orleans, who's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. New Orleans may be without Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is no. questionable for tonight's game. No way. Due to a non-COVID illness. So we'll see if Zion gives it a go tonight. Uh, this usually is a rivalry game. He and John Morant, they were the first and second picks in the draft when Zion came out. 
I sure hope John Moran's got his head on straight, man. He's a he's a good player. He's a really good talent. Um, but he got suspended for like the stupidest thing that you could be suspended for, like constantly having guns on you and videos and like what what are you doing, dude? And and hopefully now, after some counseling and some therapy, and hopefully now he's beyond this because, dude, you're 24 years old. If you could just not act like a goon for the next 10 years, you're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, just don't act like a jackass. And that's <laughs> all that's separating you from that and generational wealth. Hopefully he gets himself right. Hopefully he doesn't have any more of these issues that he's been having. Hopefully. Hopefully. Last night, as we were riding home from Homa, Coach Brian Colley was driving. I had my laptop, not my laptop. I had my iPad in my lap. I was watching the Clippers. And, you know, they were winning. They were playing well. But right as I was getting home, something crazy happened. In the fourth quarter of the game last night, James Harden scored 22 points in like a five-minute stretch. Three-pointer, 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 three-pointer. He was 8 of, 8 of 11 from three last night for a Clipper team. That scored 151 points last night. Has won now their eighth game in a row. Last night, Harden scored 35 with 9 assists, 12 of 16 shooting, 8 of 11 from 3. Paul George scored 27 points last night. 5 made threes. Kawhi Leonard scored 28 points last night. 12 of 18 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3. The starting center, Zubac, had 18 points and 16 rebounds. Russell Westbrook had 10 points, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists off the bench. Norman Powell had 19 points on 6 of 11 shooting. The Clippers' offense right now is ridiculous, and there were a lot of people yelling and screaming, oh, Horton's a baby, he's never happy, oh, he's going to ruin the Clippers. They are the hottest team in the NBA, and I'll go so far as to say I don't know that anybody could beat this team if they're healthy. Oh, that's the if. It's a big if. If they're healthy, I don't know that anybody could beat this team in a seven-game series. They have been blitzing everybody that they have been playing lately. Yeah, they have. Long season. They got You're right. They got to stay healthy. We'll see if they could pull that off. But, boy, 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 that was some fun basketball to watch last night. Uh, let's see. Transfer portal shenanigans. Uh, Tua's brother. Let's see. Tuliala Tagavaioa has opted out of the bowl game, but he's not – portal i said that wrong he's going to the nfl draft dude what i used to like to bet on bowl games because hey it was something to do during the midweek i haven't touched one yet and it's going to be a while before i touch one because dude you don't know who's there and who's not you mentioned this uh to me in the truck yesterday okay michael pratt announces yesterday he's opting out of the bowl to prepare for the nfl draft their backup's in the portal. Tulane's going to just not have a quarterback for their – I mean, they'll have somebody, but no. not anybody with any experience. It's hard to figure out what to do in these games because, man, you don't know who's there or who's not there for any of these teams. Tulane's backup, I think, is in the portal, but he may be playing. Is that, that – Yeah, that's a thing. Can, LSU's, so, got, LSU's got a guy in the portal that's playing the bowl. All right, so I think he is playing in the bowl game, but he is in the portal. So I think the guy that started against Ole Miss, that, that'll be the one starting, but he's in the portal. All right. You were the coach. I wasn't. I'm just a fan, and I've coached a little bit here and there. Would you give a platform to a guy who you know is leaving 
to go and shine for his next school on national TV. But boy, that that'd be hard for me to. And look, the Cowboys did it in the preseason, right? They had the the quarterback. I, man, I forget his name. Um, but whenever they traded for Trey Lance, they said, "Hey, dude." You're going to get to play the whole game in the last preseason game because we love you and we want you to show out for the rest of the teams in the league. And he actually did play well and he got picked up somewhere else. To me, this is a little different. Would you be giving someone who you know is not going to be with you no. next season that opportunity? No, and I think Tulane's new football coach pretty much came out and he said it. Uh, if you leave Troy and you go in the portal, like I'm leaving, you're leaving, uh, don't call me for help. Not helping you. Stay. You know, he's trying to get these guys to stay. Don't. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, no. Why? And it's for the, it, it, you're there for the kids and this and that. But uh, if you, you want to opt, you want to leave, leave. You know, like in high school, you had kids, coach, I'm thinking of quitting. Well, you know what? You just did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, if it, you you thinking about it and you you go, I mean, be happy. And if you want to go in the portal, then go. Why? Or play the bowl game? Then I don't know if you can announce after you going in the portal. I, but announcing it before, well, just go. I have a an interesting question. This is a little bit off topic. Um, Teron Lou. Who's the, who's the coach of the Clippers, said recently that benching Russell Westbrook this season was one of the hardest decisions he's ever had to make because Russ was trying to buy in. He was trying to do the right things. He just didn't fit the lineup. He said, hey, man, look, we, we love you. This is the hardest decision I've ever had to make. What was the hardest decision you ever had to make as a coach? I know I'm putting you on the spot, no preparation, but it was there ever a time where you had to cut, cut a kid or suspend kids. a kid? Yes, yeah. it's cutting kids. There's no doubt. That's the worst job uh, that a a high school coach has. You know, you get kids come buzz their tail for you three or four days of of tryouts, and you got to tell them after that, uh, you you know, they're they're not going to be part of the team. That's tough. That's the toughest thing by far. um, Yeah, I I couldn't imagine the the stress that that must be. Um, You said it. I mean, they're kids, A. B, they're trying as hard as they can. Uh, I'm sure a lot of those conversations ended up with, hey, man, keep busting your tail, come try out next year. And I'm sure there have been instances of kids who have gotten cut who put in the work and then ended up making the team later, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, and some of them uh, stayed on as a manager, and manager ended up making a team one, uh, gave him a jersey during the season because he was at every practice, and we ended up having some room because of injuries and things, and yeah, but that's uh, it's uh, tough to do. It's a teaching moment, you know. It's uh, it's tough, but uh, with hard work, you can bounce back from it. And it's uh, it, it, that is the hardest thing to do. And you hear coaches tell you that all the time, but that is the hardest thing to do. Yeah, I'm sure, man, dude. Uh, look, I'll leave you with this. Um, we're broadcasting tonight, South Lafourchon Terrebonne. You've seen the Tarpon several times. We've seen the Tigers several times. You've heard what Brandon Brown has to say. What are some things South LaFouche has to do tonight to try to make this maybe a little closer than some of the experts think it might be? Uh, now, okay, you, this is my opinion here. I, I think they need to slow the game down a little bit. I know a lot of people are out there, push, 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 watching Terrible play. They want to play full court. They want to. 
pressure you. They want to shoot layups. And like Coach Brown said, when they're clicking, they're going to start making shots. And that's what teams do. When they play their style of ball and they get comfortable and they start knocking shots down, I think if you can slow it down a little bit. I'm not saying stall the ball, but just walk the ball up the floor, take care of the ball against the full-court pressure, and uh, run some offense and try and get quality shots. And when you're in the half court, if you open, yeah, shoot the ball. But I'm just saying to slow it down, not pushing the ball in transition a lot against this team tonight. We're now a month into the season, and I, I remember saying in the preseason, yeah, I'll, I'll wait and I'll form my opinion on the new bonus rule. A month into the season, we could agree this new rule sucks, right? Do not like it at all. <laughs> no, because look, tonight is a great example. A Brian Colley coached South LaFouche team that was maybe a little undermanned, maybe less athletic. One of y'all game plans tonight would be, hey, let's run a bunch of offense. Let's get them in the bonus early. We'll shoot free throws and score at the line and get them in the penalty, and then they'll have to back out of their pressure. That's not even an issue anymore. I, I can't remember, except for the Destrian game you were telling me about Friday, I can't remember the last time that a team even got in the bonus. Uh, it changes everything in these types of matchups. Yeah, and what I try to do, I wanted our opponents to play defense for as long as possible. And that affects their offense because, first of all, they don't want to play defense, a lot of these teams. And when you force them to play defense, if not, if they slack on defense, we get a backdoor cut or they step late because their legs are tired, they can foul you. And on the other end, their legs are out. They're going to miss shots. And this new rule here where if you have depth on your team, man, you can – foul and just keep rotating in and your fouls reset at the end of every quarter. Uh, teams that want to play a control type just don't get to the free throw line. We wanted to make more free throws than our opponents took every game. And I'm 90, probably 99% of the time when we did that, we won the game. And now that is, it's, it's tough to do with, with, with the new rule. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it, bro, and um, I don't think it's going to change, but I'm not a fan of it. But let's put a pin in today's show. Let's thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Golden Motors, where price is priority located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff, and Dufresne Building Materials. Experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And a reminder tonight, we're in the tank. South of Hoosh taking on Terrebonne, 7 o'clock roughly will be the start time there as South of Hoosh tries to get an upset victory over a 5A foe. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks so much for listening. We want to thank Justin Payne and Brandon Brown. We'll be back tomorrow with another very good show. You've been listening to Play by Play. Love you guys. Have a great rest of the day. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.